going to be a busy day in Victoria today with the announcement about the paid sick leave program, but it's already been crazy busy over the last few days. For more on that, Vaughn Palmer joins us now from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, let's talk about this whole forestry bill situation because, boy, it was an indication that times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> well, the two sides in the legislature have certainly reversed position. So the uh, New Democrats brought in what is politely known as a time allocation motion and rudely known as the guillotine. So they essentially the government uses its majority to say debate ends at five o'clock today. And they did it on the two big forestry bills yesterday. So no more debate. Uh, The government deems them to have been dealt with and passed, and it's going to happen later this week, including on that uh, very controversial legislation gutting uh, access to information laws in B.C. So that will be over at five, and the fall session of the legislature will adjourn, and there'll be no more debate on any of those issues. So that's it. It's over. That's it. It's over. And, well, what, what's wrong with it? Well, uh, let's uh, look at uh, the words of John Horgan. So in opposition, when the liberals did this, John Horgan said it was a sign of government incompetence. The government couldn't manage its own legislative agenda. It was a sign of arrogance. The government wasn't willing to listen to criticisms of its legislation. And it was a lack of respect for democracy. The government wasn't willing to allow reasonable debate on its bills. Um, I think all those criticisms are valid, and they now apply to John Horgan's government. Uh, yeah, okay. So, But there's more coming this week, right? Because that was the forestry bills, but the one that's been also very controversial is this whole access to information law. Yes, and uh, that one is a genuine travesty. <laughs> You know, the New Democrats gave this province the best access to information legislation in the country way back in the 1990s. It was one of the singular accomplishments of uh, the NDP government of the 1990s, and they are now bringing in legislation that will significantly change access to information. It will block Uh, a number of routes to access. Uh, They've also, on the recommendation of the minister in charge, the minister has recommended that they start charging a fee for the first time just for filing an application. She recommends that the fee be in the range of $25. And a lot of people have pointed out, a lot of critics have pointed out, that's a barrier to applying. In fact, we had a major letter released yesterday by the Union of BC Indian Chiefs saying the government completely understands the nature of what First Nations do using access to information to get at what the government is doing to First Nation rights, land, access, and all that. So there's been ferocious criticism of this. The government has completely ignored all the criticism. And as I said, they put a motion through the House yesterday that says Uh, Say whatever hell you like in opposition. The debate is over come 5 o'clock Thursday. Oh, boy. Okay. And then there'll be something else for us to debate later today when this sick leave plan is announced. And it's not just the labor minister that's going to be there. Yeah. So here's something that jumps out at me, and I, I wonder about the government's wisdom on this. So we're getting the sick leave plan, and this is the government's solution to calls for paid sick leave 
uh, arising out of the pandemic. A lot of workers don't have paid sick leave, so they go to work and they were spreading uh, COVID-19. So you know where it's coming from. But this is the NDP solution to it. So it's the NDP that is going to decide who pays for it. Employers is my guess. It's the NDP that's going to decide how many days there are. And so it's a political decision. And I wonder about the government's wisdom in including Dr. Bonnie Henry in what is essentially a political press conference. Yeah, I'm she's surprised going, that she would say yes to this. Well, she's going to be there today. And look, Dr. Bonnie Henry has been calling for this from a public health perspective. And I believe, I'm sure, that her call for this is sincere and it's not motivated by politics. I think the mistake is on the government side of including somebody who's, you know, people listen to Dr. Bonnie Henry because they see her acting out of public health concerns, not uh, partisan concerns. And I'm sure that, you know, her call for sick leave was not motivated by politics. That's why I think the government is wrong to include her in what is essentially a political solution to a genuine problem. All right, so that's coming up later today, but we don't know what they're leaning towards. There was a big consultation process for this, I remember. There was a consultation process, and what the government did back in the spring was they passed what is called enabling legislation. They passed legislation giving the power to the cabinet to bring in the solution to this. So they then went out and consulted. And if you follow the way the government deals with these sort of things, they say, oh, well, we consulted. But we also know they cherry-pick the, po- the advice they get to suit their political purposes. So, yes, we have the power to have sick leave. But the solution, in detail, is the cabinet and the NDP government's solution. So what we're getting today is what the cabinet has decided based on what the cabinet thinks was the relative the, the uh, relevant advice that it got, and don't be surprised if it fulfills the NDP's political agenda. Hmm, all right, we're going to be watching that today. Oh, also, uh, let's get an update as well on like public service vaccinations. Yeah, so we had the long briefing yesterday, and uh, you're covering a lot of the stuff on the news. Uh, one thing that jumped out at me was uh, this uh, week was the week that public servants had to be vaccinated. Uh, Adrian Dix said that a tally is being prepared, uh, again, of how many public servants didn't get vaccinated, uh, declared themselves to be unvaccinated. They're going on paid leave, I was struck that last week the cabinet quietly passed an order making the public sector vaccination mandate a condition of employment employment in the public service. And the cabinet also passed an order that said if a public servant is terminated for not getting vaccinated, they are deemed to have been fired for just cause. So that's a pretty heavy-handed response to the call for public servants to get vaccinated. Adrian Dick said he believes the number is relatively small. He believes it will mirror the uh, generally what we've seen right across British Columbia. He doesn't think it's a large number of people. But initially, they go on unpaid leave. And if the situation lingers, they can be fired. 
Okay, that's a that's a pretty big deal. Like they for the longest time they kind of seemed to put off making that call and now they're going after it hard. Yeah, I think that the general pattern we've seen has been that the government has The government wants to be able to say, look, we tried everything to get people vaccinated, and we only resorted to the really rough stuff at the at the end. They started with healthcare workers and workers in long term care. And we've seen the numbers. In fact, I think they told us yesterday, remember when they uh, said the J&J vaccine is available and that some healthcare workers had indicated that that vaccine was more acceptable to them than Pfizer or Moderna. So Dick said yesterday, there's been some take up. There are some healthcare workers who said, oh, I'll take that one and got themselves vaccinated. So the numbers are dropping. The Taking it a bit slow process has worked. It's brought an awful lot of people in to get vaccinated. And, you know, I think the public interest is that you get it done. And I think you leave the rough stuff till the very end. And I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, I find that really interesting. The whole process, the way they, they, they talk to people, they said, oh, if you want this vaccine, fine, we'll bring in this vaccine for you. But it's almost like they were just chipping away and chipping away at yep. it. And, and you're seeing the same thing in the rollout yesterday for the vaccination for the five aged five to eleven cohort. You know, they acknowledged yesterday that parents uh, want information. They said, mm, what, sixty eight percent of parents have indicated through surveys that they are ready to get their children vaccinated, and another eighteen percent said uh, they'll do it soon. But there will be some hesitation as a legitimate concern, which they've acknowledged, that we're still gathering data on the effectiveness of vaccines with that younger cohort. Dr. Henry said yesterday there are 3 million children already been vaccinated in the U.S. She's consulting her colleagues there. There's no sign of major problems yet. But also acknowledging that, yes, there are reasons for parents to hesitate. One of the big things they'll be doing, Simi, is providing a lot of information on the Center for Disease Control website to answer the legitimate questions that parents have. Interesting. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.